0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of third Not on Sports. This is a podcast where I keep you up to date on sports. Uh, I just I discuss sports, uh, answer all the questions that you want to know. So, coming up in this podcast, we're gonna get into LeBron James and the Lakers, of course, winning their 17th uh championship for the in franchise history. And then we're gonna get into Dak Prescott after suffering that gruesome injury. Uh, what that means for Dak, what that means for the Cowboys, how this affects Dak's career. We're gonna answer all of that good stuff, and so much more coming up, so make sure you stick around, but we're getting started with the LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, because the Los Angeles Lakers are your 2020 NBA champions, and LeBron James was named the 2020 NBA Finals MVP for leading the Los Angeles Lakers to their first championship in a decade, and winning his fourth title of his career with a 106-92 victory over the Miami Heat in Game 6. LeBron James, who previously won the NBA uh, MVP, the Finals MVP in 2012 and 2013 with the Miami Heat, and another one in 2016 with the Cleveland Cavaliers, is now the first player in NBA history to win the award with three different franchises. That is insane, but I'm going to get into how insane that is in just a minute. Um, Because I think it's about time. It's about time that we end the LeBron James and Michael Jordan debate. It's about time. I'm going to do it right here by saying, by winning his fourth NBA title. Quote me on this. LeBron James has not only leaped into history. I believe he has also leaped over Michael Jordan. I believe LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. And I believe it is time to end the debate that LeBron, the LeBron James, Michael Jordan debate. (sighs) I know it's crazy. It's crazy. LeBron James scored 28 points and had a triple double on Sunday to lead the Los Angeles Lakers to the franchise's 17th NBA title. There has been no NBA superstar to lead three different teams to a championship. Three, not Michael Jordan, not Magic Johnson, not Kobe Bryant. Sure, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar led the Milwaukee Bucks to a title and helped them help the Lakers win five. That's pretty. That's ver- very, very impressive. But that no one has matched what LeBron James has accomplished. Nobody has come close to winning three, well, except Kareem maybe has come close, but three different franchises, three different champions. <laughs> we need to appreciate how impressive and insane that is. And none of them have comp- have compared to the bizarre atmosphere of this NBA bubble. The B- Orlando bubble. This, by far, in my opinion, has been the hardest champion championship to win. It has been like no other, and not just how it's been down in or- Orlando in the coronavirus. Not just that, the emotional side of things, uh, with the with the uh, 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 uh racial inequality, and the no fans, um, the isolation, the the un- the very difficult playoffs in general. I know that's not a good one, but the big one is no fans and the and the racial injustice that was happening. Outside of counting wins and losses, I put a lot I put a lot of thought into statistics and I really look at look at what they're happening. But LeBron James has dominated every statistical basketball category. In Game One of the NBA Finals, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for fourth most rebounds in NBA history. He's not even like a rebounder, really, when you look at LeBron James. He's not a rebounder, but he just passed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for fourth all-time. He also, in the finals, LeBron James passed John Stockton for all-time assists in the postseason. Then there are the expectations, which I look at heavily. I look at that heavily. Unlike Michael Jordan, LeBron James entered the NBA with a mountain. This is back when he entered the NBA, way back in the day. He entered the NBA with, like, m- a mountain of expectations on his back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a legend in high school, a winner in college, and one of the greatest of all time, may have been one of the only players that entered the league with, with close to as much expectations as LeBron James did, just because he was so dominant in high school and in college. But LeBron James was literally on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 17 years old. He was called... "Quote unquote, the savior of Cleveland. When Cleveland, when the Cleveland Cavaliers drafted him first overall, guess what he did? He he delivered in Cleveland. He delivered in Cleveland. He did. He, he delivered. He. What else can I say? He delivered. LeBron James has won his fourth NBA title, fourth NBA title with three different franchises, not just any franchises, but with the Lakers. This accomplishment." Just the fact that it's with the Lakers is so huge. I'm gonna get into that in a second. This accomplishment, winning the championship with the Lakers, connects to like, like the the like the NBA vein, like the NBA tree, like the like the deep, deeper than Michael Jordan, like the NBA history, deeper than Michael Jordan. The the tree of greatness has connected the Lakers from the 1950s all the way to the 21st century, which is outstanding. They have had George Mikan, um El- Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Shaquille, basically they've had a lot of superstars, all-time great players. But here's a quote on quote from Isaiah Thomas. The two most the two most uh, stor- the great franchises in the two most great franchises in the NBA are the Los Angeles Lakers and Boston Celtics. Another quote unquote from Isaiah Thomas. Those of us who have competed and played in the NBA understand the significance and their relevance. Also, those who have won a championship with the Boston Celtics or Los Angeles Lakers can tell you how difficult and extreme the pressure is to win in those two places and and demand the hunger to be a champion in those two places. That was quote unquote from Isaiah Thomas. The Lakers entered the NBA in 1949. The New York Knicks and the Celtics are the only NBA team to have played in in their city in their like uh, first cities for like longer. They, they have both they both began in 1946. The Minneapolis Lakers were the NBA's first dynasty winning five titles between 1947 and 48 and 53 and 54. The Lakers moved to Los Angeles in 1960 and the domination continued. That's where the Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West, a little duo of champions, started. Then, the Magic Johnson Showtime Lakers came in. Then, of course, the famous, the iconic Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal duo of of champions came in, played for the Lakers. What I'm saying is, what what all this means, basically, the pressure to play for the Lakers is just like nothing else. It's undescribable. The pressure the expectations of what LeBron James had. The pressure of playing for the Lakers. Just insane. LeBron James leaving Cleveland to go to the Los Angeles Lakers and play in the shadow of Shaq, Kobe, Wilt, Jerry West, Magic Johnson. It's just it's the burden, the the pressure is just out oh, it's, it's it's you can't even describe it. I tried to describe it and all I end up saying is that it's insane. And it just is it's insane. But that's going to do it because I could honestly go on about this for the entire episode, but then we wouldn't have much time to talk about other stuff because a lot of other important stuff has been happening in the sports world. But anyway, after a short break, when we come back, we're going to get into uh, Dak Prescott, that gruesome injury that he had. And so, yeah, make sure you stick around, and we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh Kitchen is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients and unbeatable taste. But on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh uses only simple, real, and responsible sourced ingredients. Hugh obviously vets every every ingredient to unique, unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and both put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined, sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. Me, personally, I am in love with the Hazelnut Butter Dark Chocolate. Definitely make sure you go check it out. And use code POD for 15% off your next purchase at hughkitchen.com. That's code POD, P-O-D, for 15% off at hughkitchen.com. And find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. And we're back from that short sponsorship break, so we're going to get straight into talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. If you haven't seen this already, I mean, you probably have, but if you haven't seen this already, Dak Prescott suffered a, whew, just a straight-up, definitely the worst injury of the season so far. If you really want to see that bed, just a warning. before you see it, it's not easy to watch. So he suffered a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle that will require surgery. On on that that they had surgery on Sunday night. That was the same day that the injury happened. The injury occurred on the nine-yard line, while running behind tackled uh, behind Giants defensive back Logan Ryan. With six minutes, thirty-three seconds left to play in the third quarter, it quickly quickly brought a hush to the whole stadium. The crowd, the teammates, the opponents. They're just all quiet because everybody in there knew. They're like, ooh, like he's hurt, and he knew it too. He ended up getting carted off the field, tears in his eyes. Whew, it was a bad, bad, bad injury. So there is a, a lot of questions that come along with this injury, but I'm going to go over the two big ones. First one is, could this injury be career-threatening? Dak, Dak Prescott should be able to return from this because we've seen players, uh, athletes, return from like in- injuries like this in the past just recently we saw Celtics forward Gordon Hayward he dislocated his ankle and fractured his tibula. He missed an entire season and was able to return the following season. But most importantly, we've seen this happen in football. Like, we've seen players overcome this injury, including veteran running back LaShawn McCoy. He suffered a compound ankle fracture in high school. In high school, And we've also seen this happen at the pro level when Connor Baldwin and Alan Hurts were able to overcome dislocated ankles and return to football. But again, no two injuries are identical. So... This was a big coincidence right here was Alex Smith made his return to the field the same day Dak Prescott was injured. It's only natural to try to compare Dak Prescott's injury to Alex Smith's injury. They really are not the same. Alex Smith shepherded a broken tibula and fibula and dealt with a life-threatening infection after the surgery. That led doctors to perform a total of 17 surgeries. We won't know until Dak Prescott leaves the hospital and begins rehab, but... We really we need to hope and pray that Dak Prescott will will avoid any infections, infections or just straight up like stuff like complications after the surgery. If he does get some infection that Alex Smith had, that that is a whole different thing because that really changes it up because that really is life threatening. Like that is like straight up life threatening and very serious stuff can come from that. Not that this isn't serious, but if he gets some infection. Like Alex Smith dead, when he had to go to a military camp to ha- <laughs> like, because he had a military grade injury. Then it changes up and it's a whole new thing to talk about. But anyway, the other big question is how does this impact the future with the Cowboys? Really, in the short term, like as of right now, nothing really changes that much. Press, uh, Dak Prescott is playing under the franchise tag, which will guarantee him thirty one point four million dollars for twenty twenty, no matter what. He would he would have collected that money. Um, after, after, uh, before the injury and he will collect the money after being placed on IR, like no matter what, he will get that 31.4 million dollars. So as of right now, the Cowboys have a couple choices what they can do. The Cowboys could let him leave and he could go into unrestricted free agency. I don't really know what would happen there, but the most likely outcome for, uh, for what will happen even before the injury happened is, a second franchise tag. The Cowboys can offer Dak Prescott a one-year deal, uh which would which I believe will happen and that would be that would be interesting to see. At the same time, a second franchise tag would make sense for both sides. The Cowboys might not want to like commit to Dak Prescott in the long term until they see what their like starter has returned to full health cuz again, we won't really know if 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 he'll come back and he'll be the same. Because we don't really know what will happen there. Like, he could come back, and he could be a whole new quarterback. So, we will see. We'll see what will happen there. As of right now, they have Andy Doughton uh, filling in the old Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. We have, They have him filling in for Dak Prescott. He's not great. He is good, though. He uh, he will be a good second string. Like, he, he'll be good to fall back on. But anyway, we're going to move on to our next segment. Yay! This is our last little bit for today's episode, because we lost another... Another legend, Hall of Famer second baseman Joe Morgan, a key member of the Cincinnati Reds, has died at 77. He died in his home in California. He had struggled with a a variety of health issues in the recent years. Morgan was a two-time National League Most Valuable Player, a 10-time All-Star, a five-time Gold Glove winner. And he, a lot of people consider him as one of the best second basemen of baseball history just he was a phenomenal player and a lot of people consider him the best second baseman of all time so we lost another legend in 2020 That's going to do for today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed we got into a lot of good stuff a lot of answered a lot of good questions um yeah thanks thanks for sticking around to the end all social links will be down below the youtube channel instagram twitter make sure you go check them out and our sponsor link Boss, will also be down below i'm henry peace out y'all